Everyone uses their phone differently and in different places. The early risers use it here. The night owls use it here. And the never sleepers, good luck using it here. Wherever you are, you get more coverage with Xfinity Mobile because it auto-connects to millions of secure Wi-Fi hotspots and the best LTE everywhere else. It's wireless reimagined. Click, call, or visit XfinityMobile.com. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit Xfinity.com slash mobile. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. Okay, and we are back in the building for another lovely uh, hour together. <laughs> That's right. If you're listening to this on iHeart, <laughs> thank you. Thank also, you. you can stream it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. People really don't Absolutely. know. I'm a shady motherfucker. And I'm... <laughs> yeah, you are. No, but I think they do know. <laughs> but you know what I love I think about that's this? one thing they do know. What I love about this budding relationship is I think we've been petty together for several years. You're now in the pettiness. <laughs> yeah. But it's like there's classic shade and then there's just all right out shade. I feel so bad. Some of the antics I do is a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, but I think I've become the circus act because of this show. Like, I say crazy things in real life, but they're very sparingly. On this show, it's like a full hour dedicated to just fuck shit. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. loose. Yeah. But I want to have a more responsible personality. Why? I don't know. Look at you, why? <laughs> it's the game. I don't why? get it. Because people will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. What are you doing? They'll be scared I don't like for you. this. They'll be like, Jason, are you all right? I, look. You're in a straight and narrow listen, right Listen, they, they, when I go live and I'm listening, well, they ain't never going to say I'm on a straight anything. But if mm-hmm. they do hear me on Instagram live playing gospel music, they like, really? Why are you praising God? Because I love God. But you love gospel music, too. I do too. love gospel music. Like, love it. When we used to go into the studio, it would be on full blast Clark Sisters. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you love the new Jesus is King, Kanye? I do. You know, this past weekend, me and Damage went to go see Kanye West mm-hmm. and, and Sunday service. We attended Sunday service. And I won't lie, it is a great album. I love the music. First of all, it's very hard, even like with me, I feel like there's a connection I made to Kanye a long time ago mm-hmm. where I said, I used to really dim my own light because of how I felt it would be too bright for other people. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye said something like, I'm a king. I'm, you know, I'm king. I'm this, I'm that, I'm a god. I'm, and a lot of people persecuted him for saying that. But when I thought about what he was saying is he was claiming his his uh, influence. He was claiming his position as having been become this great genius of a person. I think because since his evolution, We've not been able to dis, uh, separate the artistry and the person from the other bullshit that he's been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will bullshit. say, if, if I just focus on the music, it's a great album. Okay. And I think anybody who can bring people to God, that's an amazing thing. I guess the one thing that I guess I'm hung up on is uh, his relationship with Trump. Like his, but, but I thought you broke it down this weekend. Uh, I, I can attempt to break it down, or do you want to break it down? Because I thought you... Damage, I thought, uh, had a really interesting perspective, and then I've been paying a lot more attention, so there may be something there. I'm just aligning it to him wanting to run for president. Long story short. Mm-hmm. I mean, if okay. you see what... No, he said he's going to become president. Well, he did, and he said himself he's looking, you know, to do that. <coughs> but if you look at what Kim's doing, how he's lined himself up in Wyoming, Middle America, he talks a lot about the Bible Belt. It seems like he's aligning himself up right in that position to run for president you know um his connections with trump we don't know what it really is Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it all seems to come around long story short today and of course you got trump's son he's tweeting about the jesus jesus is king album how great it is it just seems very 
lined up, you know, and I, that's the that's the long story. So I went and did uh, after you said that, you know, I went to go pay attention a little bit more. So I caught the keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Think about Kim Kardashian. She's changed her hair, this little Oval Office bob that she's wearing. Mm -hmm. She's picked up prison reform as a platform that she's now standing on, going to school to become an attorney. You know, them moving to Wyoming and being in the middle of America yeah. and him saying that he's not worried about black Twitter, but that he, you know, and all those other things that, you know, he's now just really evangelical and found God and was baptized. I mean, everything they're saying, what is so scary is that it is lining up. Think about the inauguration. The party going to be off the hook. You talk about culture. He can literally flip a switch at the time of, you know, speaking out on, yeah. uh, uh, on debates that he could really pull a lot of different people in. So I'm really nervous, and I'm moving the fuck out of here. <laughs> if that happens, I'm done. America, you've had enough of me. I'm out. Melissa, would you <laughs> vote for Kanye as president? No. As your Democratic representative? First of all, I'm, I still cannot vote because I'm a Canadian citizen. Ah, still Canadian from the outside looking I'm in. a landed immigrant. So that is always what I say whenever somebody's like, did you vote for Trump? I was like, first of all, I can't vote because I am not uh, a citizen. Um, I'm working towards naturalization. It's going to be a second. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I, I think that I'm really, really comfortable with my, um, with my presidential nominees having devoted a significant portion of their life to civil service, yeah. you know, understand we have a clear cut, like, uh, visual as to what it looks like when somebody from the outside is let into the Oval Office and runs amok, you know what I'm saying? Who doesn't have that experience of civil servantry, who doesn't have the experience of politics. You know, he ran on the whole platform of drain the swamp. And all we have seen are people from his cabinet and the people closest to him, um, his lawyers, his advisors, go down with criminal charges and convictions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Drain the swamp. What? So no, I don't think that I'm voting for for Kanye for president. And, you know, even though I won't take away from Kim, you know, all of the good that she's doing using her influence, yeah. um, you know, to to get to get uh, more attention towards, you know, to prison reform and getting people out of, uh, you know, long-term prison sentences, life sentences, et cetera. I'm sorry, her as first lady? No. Well, let me say. I, I, I don't see it. And furthermore, this whole church thing, I caught wind a long time ago, <laughs> you know, a little bit of, you know, talk, you know, uh, just, you know, amongst insiders that Kris Jenner was trying to start a church. And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense because what happens with church money? You're, it's it's tax deductible. Mm, it's tax free. Yeah, tax free. Exactly. Tax I was like, free. Exactly. So I was like, that makes perfect sense I mean, as, to, the, why yeah, I mean, as to why she would do something the like that. The Kardashians have moral uh, superiority over our culture, right? I mean, they'd be great for they a family. Are, to, to most people, to, to a lot of people in this country, they are considered our royal family. Yeah. No, I'm not one of them. Well, I will tell you, the whole clan was there this weekend. We saw them. Uh, I spoke to all of them. It was a really quick hello. It wasn't a lot of, it wasn't no hugging, it wasn't a lot of uh, congregating. But I will say that I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to join the bandwagon of bashing Kanye because, you know, I do feel like he has some medical issues. I, I feel like he has, a, I mean, Absolutely. everybody around him and people that are close mm -hmm. to him have said he, he had stopped taking his meds at one point. I had been sitting in a room with him where he said he wasn't taking his meds. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and there's other rumblings that him and Kim are having some relationship problems and, and that is getting really intense because of him not taking his meds. So 
to a certain degree, I would say like, the, on one hand, he's a sick man, mm. but on the other hand, he is a genius. And a lot With of what genius he, breeds eccentricity. Well, let me say what a lot of what he's saying in these interviews about council culture, about you know whatever. Like he, he was, have some he was the first person to come out and say that George Bush doesn't like black people. Mm -hmm. And he said at that point, everybody was on his dick. Mm. And then, you know, he wore the red hat, which he really doesn't dive into because I don't think that he's allowing himself to see how much affect that that red hat represents in terms of people's trauma. It is, if it is a, that red hat is a symbol of xenophobia. That red hat is a symbol of um, people, people with racist leanings being emboldened to... You know, permit Patty. Uh, you know, to to feel like they can yeah. they can let people know you do not belong in this country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Embolden people to commit hate crimes, to harm others. I mean, based it, it, on rep their it represents a person that's tearing at the fabric of what our country stands for in exactly. the world. And I think because most people that listen to a Kanye song or watch Kanye's interviews or even listen to this show really look at everything from a very minute standpoint. Like, what's in front of me? What is my, all I got to do is get up, get my kids to school, go to work, mm -hmm. uh, make some good money, not get in a car crash on the way home, put dinner on the table and go to sleep and start over the next day. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that the FDA that controls food regulation, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, the climate control, the out of control climate control, our whole state of California is on fire right yeah. now because the, the president refuses to acknowledge, not only refuses to acknowledge that climate control is real, but also pulled out of the international community mm -hmm. on climate change. So there's that. The on president Kanye supports. But on top of the fact that this is a person who has made it normal now for white supremacy to come out behind the bushes. Yeah. And I think that because he's lost touch with, and it, it took me back to the comment that you had made when you had asked me, like, do you, when you get married to a position, do when people attack it or challenge down. it, do you double down? And, and there's some danger in that. And, yeah. and, and it actually made me really start to evaluate. And when I am passionate about something, still be open. Keep at least one ear open. Mm -hmm. Because I think now with, with Trump and wearing the hat and us saying stop wearing the hat, he's doubled down on it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely he has. And, you know, like what, when, you, when you have a position and you don't have that one ear open uh, to listen to reason, you know, to listen to the other side, that's that is a version of cognitive dissonance. You know, it, somebody could literally be telling you the truth of something, but if you just literally, if it does not line up with your beliefs, you're like, nope, they could have a visual example in front of you. And you're like, nope, I don't see it. I don't want to see it. And that is a version of cognitive dissonance. With Kanye, everyone's used, you know, uh, I see in the comments, people are like, you know, nobody wants to critically think anymore. And that's what Kanye's forcing us to do. Mm, okay. To a degree. To a, uh, Cool. I'll give you that. That a lot of people have turned into sheeple and they just kind of go with the herd. There was a couple that was literally standing there. I think I pointed out to Lee a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Standing there watching the Kardashians and drinking the whole time. Yeah. Not even there was a, at the show. There was a bar at church, by the way. I love it. That would be the only. <laughs> they were way sipping I'd get champagne. <laughs> no, but when it, when it comes to Trump, he didn't say much about it in these interviews. I watched both of them, Zane Lowe and of course the one with Big Boy. Mm -hmm. But the only thing he did say, as kind of like his rebuttal to it, was, "I'd rather have somebody call me the N word to my face than somebody sign my life away on a contract on a two hundred and fifty fifth page." So that was like his only little rebuttal when people were like, why why support Trump? Why this? Why that? Wait, wait, wait. What's this contract 255th page? I'm basically gonna... saying he'd rather have somebody say how they feel to his face. Yeah, I get than that. Then somebody basically signing the contract. You know, he's he's in music. Well, wouldn't we all? 
I mean, that's saying. just fucking common sense. That's just that but, yeah, but, but his I mean, response well, I mean, in case you didn't hear. I, I will say, <laughs> I, I, I will say, like, I you know, you. on on election night, Hollywood Unlocked was invited to Trump's camp mm-hmm. because of Alicia, who is our friend, mm-hmm. who works for Floyd mm-hmm. or works for Showtime, but was working with Floyd. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Trump's gonna win. You should come to the the, the election night." She was in the room with them, mm-hmm. and she said, "You can get an interview with Trump." And and I was in the midst of building Hollywood Unlocked, and I'm like, okay fuck like the culture is gonna definitely not fuck with me if i get that interview but then at the same time i could be in the room and not necessarily agree with them but ask you know talk i was very conflicted you want to check with chrisette michelle how that shit went over no 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 she was talking about building a motherfucking bridge no but i but i'm conflicted with that there's difference between her performing and supporting and using her platform to co-sign the bullshit no 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 wait she wore a basquiat skirt but but what i'm saying but what i'm saying is my role wouldn't have been their tap dancer for the nigga. It yeah. really would have been to ex- start to explore the Trump thing. But I will say that that goes back to like what's happening with Jay-Z and the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Coming from the union, everybody knows when you're on the outside saying rah, 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 that's to, that rally is to bring attention to an issue. So, mm-hmm. for example, when you hear unions going on strikes and they're outside saying we're going to go on strike, we're going to go on strike, mm-hmm. and they're putting out information, that's to alert the public Hey, if you get care at this hospital, we're getting ready to go on strike. So the nurses you're used to dealing with or the doctors, they're not going to be here. That's to alert the workers like, hey, for patient safety and for better standards, we have to fight the hospital. But then you have to get into action and actually turning the workers out to walk away from the bedside is a whole separate thing. So with with uh, with Jay-Z, I actually commend him for being able to build a table and bring them to it. Mm -hmm. Now, the work that's going to come out of that is going to prove if it was a good idea or not. Yeah. But that happens later on. But with Kanye... I feel like on one hand, you know, I get what he's saying. Like, if you're not, if I don't see you face to face and know what I'm dealing with, then what's happening on that 255th page is just kind of snuck in there. That's some other sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. I'm actually dealing with it up front. There was one point during Secret Service where I was sitting next to Damage. Well, you Secret, said Secret Service. Service. <laughs> I said Secret Service. Yep, there's a Freudian slip through your motherfucking ass. Secret <laughs> Service. Yeah, tell us about Secret Service. Well, let me tell you the secret. <laughs> Sunday service. Let me. Sorry about that. That was. Mm. A, thank you, God. Um, <laughs> Sunday service. There was a point where they got to doing this. Ah, mm. uh, what? We we we. Damage. <laughs> Damage. Do it. With the double hand to do it. No, do, you no. Want me to weren't do it they doing that? They told him, put your hands in the air and like basically praise. I'm Kanye. Wait, 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 wait. Kanye was sitting at the very top of the mountain. And they was doing all this. And I said, I had to, this is what I say. And this is no disrespect to Kanye West. I love you. I love your music. I love everything. I love the, the energy. I don't pray to no, pros, no false prophet. And I don't praise no God that ain't the one that I know that I've been serving my whole life. That's number one. Number two, it took me back to what was the man's name who oh. told people to drink all the juice and then they all died? Uh, Jim Jones. I'm very protective of letting spirits in because cults, like you could literally become a part of a cult like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. said, and, and the Kardashians are a cult. All these girls walking around with these lopsided asses and fucking lips look like they <laughs> yeah. done sucked Daffy's duck, dick, dick, mm-hmm. Daffy Duck's dick. Try and say that five times fast. Secret <laughs> service. Yeah. But my point is, there was a moment where I was like, Put your hand. Don't you put your hands up? Oh, by the way, did you know that that's where um, uh, "Don't Drink the Kool Aid" comes from? Yeah, is the whole oh, Jim Jones mass know. suicide is like so when people are like, you know, don't drink the Kool Aid, don't believe in that uh, shit. That's where that com- comes from because they put cyanide yeah. in the Kool Aid mm. and basically what nine hundred and thirty something people everybody. dead and together had, kids a, and everybody. a lot of them were children. It, it was mortifying. Um, but yeah, that's where that saying comes from. Just a little. 
factoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn it, damn it, just jump in. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was gonna say back to you possibly. This kind of looks Trump. a little Heil Hitlerish, though. No, I mean, no, church, that's you what that up. shit. Hold on, hold on. Like. That was not church. I'm, well, that, you know, what, but that and that was something I had to say to somebody. It was like, no, it's okay. It was, it was telling my son like it's church. I'm like. This ain't church. Let me now. tell you guys Wait, no, something. But I, I did see him talking about it online somewhere okay. else, and he did say it was church. He said it was baptized. We have church. Sunday service is church. I don't know if this is slowly morphing into this, but I can tell you this. I went there to feel the music. I went there, Look, I, I went there to feel the music. I went there to uh, look around and get the experience. But, but where I think it's missing a point for me to really make the connection to real church is it would have been one thing if... Yolanda Adams came out singing Jesus Walks with Him. Clark sisters come up singing something. Like, there's a real connection to what we know as the spirit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I did not feel the spirit. There was one man running around shouting, but he was trying to get on camera because they was filming something for Netflix or something. He was running around and, hey, hey, hey. I said, if you fall out, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. What frightens me is just how much of a bandwagon this 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 thing is. Well, the form was filled to the top. Like, that's what yeah. is frightening to I mean, me is how much of a bandwagon this. It's I don't give music. a fuck. There are things that taste good, sound good, look good, feel good, that ain't good for you in the long run. No. Don't be saying it to me like I care. I, no, 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 no. I don't mean I don't mean just you. But I do agree you, with you. you. No, no, I do I mean, agree with you. You is in general, us. You know what I'm saying? I... Mm-mm. Well, I won't mm. say that I, I won't say that I'm prescribed to it. Uh, the album is a great album. There's so many layers you have to dissect. The album is a great album. I think anybody that can bring people closer to the Lord uh, should get a gold star. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Well, let me finish. Mm-hmm. But, but but I think that people need to not be clouded by celebrity or influence or, quote, culture mm-hmm. and allow people to distract them from the real spirit of God. Not saying that the real spirit doesn't live there. And maybe Kanye's interest deep down beneath potentially becoming president of the United States with Kim Kardashian as the first lady and Kris Jenner as the first grandmother of our national country. <laughs> the royal family. I will say that underneath, it's just, to me, it's just all too convoluted. To, yeah. Unless I could really talk to Kanye and ask all the questions that I have. And even then, I don't know that I will fully understand it. Let me tell you what is missing from this. I will tell you exactly what is missing from this. You are right to say that this shit sounds convoluted because that's exactly what the fuck it is. This is by design, specific design. What is missing from this whole thing is altruism. Altruism is 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 a giving spirit without ha- without wanting anything in return. You know what I'm saying? Selling the merch for a hundred and sixty dollars no, no, that, t-shirt. Two hundred and fifty dollars. That fucking part. That fucking part. That's what you're talking sweater. about. Yeah. No. This whole thing. They had some good Cinnabons though, and those were free. This those whole thing bomb. is rooted in consumerism. Okay. It is nauseating to me. You know what I'm saying? And listen, I'm not the kind of person that says, oh, I don't like this, so you need to not like it. Mm -hmm. I do my own private, silent boycotts. You know, if I don't like something, if I don't like somebody, I don't buy their their products. I don't listen to their music. I just, I don't need to tell the world or stand on a mountaintop, say, I don't like this, I don't like that, and you shouldn't either. I, I do what makes me feel comfortable. But what sickens me about this whole thing is just how much people are, like, how people can go from disliking him so, you know, like, and, and so much. And then he starts saying, God, Jesus is the way Jesus is King and starts putting this great music out because he is a fabulous musician. That is not an arguable. A fabulous thing. choir. Oh, and Kenny fucking G. And Kenny was G. Shit. And he brought the clips back. 
Look at y'all. No, no, no. But but I'm I, just telling you what we're agreeing no, with I, you. I but, wait, wait, but that's the thing. Gravitate towards. You can love an album mm-hmm. and still say, "Nigga, I ain't fucking with you." Mm-hmm. No, I'm Fact. not, and I'm not saying I'm not fucking with Kanye. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know right now because it is so multi layered. I will say, if breaking it down, great album, great service, seemed a little cultish. Not voting for you for president. See what y'all trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all niggas need to wake up, but what he said about the culture is real. I do believe. When it comes to using data, everyone is different, which is why Xfinity Mobile created a different kind of wireless network. One that's designed to save you money by letting you design your own data, giving you more choice and control compared to other top wireless carriers. Now you can choose unlimited, shared data, or mixed lines of each and switch any line, anytime. No one else lets you do that or automatically connects you to millions of secure Wi-Fi hotspots and the best LTE everywhere else. So no matter where you are, we've got you covered. All while saving up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. Xfinity Mobile. It's wireless reimagined. Call, visit a store, or go to XfinityMobile.com today. Simple. Easy. Awesome. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential postpay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit www.xfinity.com slash mobile. White people pay for products that black people then say are hot in a culture and that don't own. Then go, then hire all the swaggy black people to go out and move the culture mm-hmm. without ownership. And they profit off of it while niggas are really sheep. Mm-hmm. Where you really don't realize... You are our field niggas. If you work for Apple and you're out pushing the culture, I got God bless you. I love you all. You're field niggas mm. for real because you all don't own a percent. Mm. Now, if Apple created a pool for employees to own something, yeah. we even have an we have an employee pool at Hollywood Unlocked. Mm-hmm. Two of my employees have earned a percent in the company based on certain investments. So, I would say if you are at Apple. And you're out pushing beats by Dre that made a billion, how many, I mean, multi-billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Yeah. What's the nigga's name from the, um, Jimmy Iovine and mm-hmm. Dr. Dre cleared house. They got all types of money. 800,000 for Dr. Dre and I think 2 million, 2 billion. 800 million. 800 million for mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, $2 billion for uh, uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Iovine. Mm-hmm. And he got equity in Apple. He can leave. His mm-hmm. kids, 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 kids are going to have money. Generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You guys ain't getting shit, but you rocking, <laughs> rocking the Yeezys. I went to that thing and I was looking at everybody's feet. Mm-hmm. I woke up and purposely didn't wear a Yeezy that day because I mm-hmm. said, I'm not about to come up in here dressed with holes in my clothes and Yeezys to say I'm, I'm a part of you because I don't own that shit. But I was looking around and niggas all had on their Yeezys. I think you said you was going to wear your Yeezys, didn't you? Yeah, I was being funny. Oh, hey, hey niggas had Yeezys on. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really careful to not prescribe to the bullshit but i can still say it's a great album yeah i think a lot of people don't also get caught so much into it but i think that's sometimes the plan they use the entertainment and they don't need you to be all the way caught into it because you just accepting the entertainment side of it is enough for their objective you know what i'm saying that's what melissa's talking about yeah and that's and they don't need you to be fully invested and that's just not enough for me like it's just not enough for me and the reality of the situation is i'm never going to forget the image and kanye's words when he put on the hat and said this hat makes me feel like a superhero he spoke about you too he spoke about you the person that says that he said you're the same person that forgot he was the first to say 
George Bush doesn't like black people. And he said the first minute he reveals how he personally feels, like you can love and appreciate the music and the clothes and this and that, but you can't appreciate him and what he feels. He said he should be able to say what he feels and thinks without people uh, attacking him and th wanting to throw him all the way out. So he felt attacked in many ways. So he just said, fuck it, I'm just going to live and do me. But I do understand he doesn't realize the damage. Like, because we have bought into you and invested into your voice, being an important voice to the culture, you just went and lost your voice. But that's so, what he keeps saying. He keeps saying, what is culture? No, what but wait, do you wait, mean wait. by culture? Let's, let's bring it right back down to mental health and the fact that he is diagnosed bipolar and is off his meds. So can we take what he's saying and apply them to logical standards. Right. Can we really? We are trying to make logic out of crazy. And I'm, and that's just a figure of speech right now. You know what I'm saying? But how can we do that? How can we take what this man says as and apply it to our logical standards when he is off his medication? You know what I'm saying? Would you be saying the same things Would if you were on the meds? I well, don't know. Well, people on our Instagram were saying, look how fast we are to throw this man out of our culture or out of our lives because we don't agree with him knowing that he's mentally ill why are we not embracing him and trying to be supportive of him during this time so there's a lot of conversation i will say his brilliance has created this kind of debate yeah he's been giving some pretty good interviews i thought big boy, big boy was a little soft i thought that he didn't really go as deep as he probably should have and could have pushed him a little harder but i mean you know big boy is good at what he does in his type of uh journalism yeah, yeah. I want to interview Kanye. I have started talking to his people. We are trying to get a meeting together so him and I can actually meet face to face. He's aware of me. He knows the show. He's aware of what we do. But I want to talk to Kanye. And, and more so because when you really listen to his interviews, and people are probably going to be mad at me when I say this, he is brilliant. And he he's, makes he's more brilliant sure. than a lot of people online. When he speaks, he does have some, a lot of good points. He has a lot of good points. And he if you really if you can take away your perception of Kanye West and the red hat, because I won't lie, it is a That's very hard, hard thing to do stuff. because of what that in the, the table. tap dancing at the Trump office. Like it's one thing, like you said, you you, you had a uh, opportunity to interview Trump the way you would have sat down, talked to Trump. And the way Kanye did it, it was just like the hat. Now you in there tap dancing. And it was but just they, like they have a, they have a certain relationship with Trump that you know we've talked about private. I'm not even going to get into. They have a deal with that man, and they do what they do to get what they need, and they're getting it. And there's another part of the, the conversation where people will say they getting it. They in, they are in. Kim Kardashian had Donald Trump on her reality show. Mm. I watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. They were in the fucking White House with him. So arguably on the outside, who's winning? Who's losing? Because if you're screaming on the outside, but still wearing a Yeezy, still listening to his music, yeah. and still looking at Kim's Instagram, they're fucking still winning. Mm. Period. You know, it's interesting. So I was on an episode of um, Entourage, and it was the episode <coughs> with Kanye. Mm. And there was a reason for that, because Kanye made that happen. Like, back in the day before all of this stuff, we 
were friends just because of the circle I traveled in. Uh, Miata, John Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miata's his publicist. Mm-hmm. John Monop works for her husband. Exactly, is his yeah. part of his management team. So we all like used to like hang out. So that wasn't an accident that I was on that episode with Kanye. He actually to- talked to the production team like, "Yo, hire her," and it, it happened. They asked me, "Do you want to play yourself or do you want to play a role?" I said, "Ooh, I want to play a role." So I was the flight attendant. So I'm well aware of you know how you know how how intelligent he he is as a person but I've also seen him change and yes of course as we grow we change you know sometimes our belief systems you know uh become you know just shift and whatnot or I, I our ideologies become something completely different he became a person that when he says something, it affects the culture, whether you like it or not. And he knows it. Mm-hmm. Any words he says out of his mouth, whether we agree or not, is now a topic of conversation for at least at least a month. Like and, I, I, and, like, I'm not, and I'm not going to go too too much further because we got hot topics mm-hmm. to get into. But I will end by saying that in many ways, he is my hero in many ways. Mm-hmm. Now, people could say whatever they want about that. He's a person who got it from the mud, from the rough streets of Chicago He's been able to grow and build a, a massive empire by self-investing his own time and being an a intern at all the top fashion houses around the world. He's brought Virgil and, and uh, uh, Jerry Lorenzo, Fear of God, from the bottom ranks all the way up to superstardom and wealth. He's employing a lot of black people. Miata and John, great black people in his mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masa, those people who are behind the scenes working with him and on his brand. He has beautiful kids that he appears to be a great father. So in many ways, True. there's a lot of great things about him. And he's forcing us to think he's forcing us to think and it's provocatively it's provocative how he's going about doing it that said the one thing that i hang on to that i just cannot understand and that's the one thing that nobody has felt nobody's gotten him forced him to answer Mm -hmm. and to take accountability for Mm. is his wearing that hat and tap dancing in the oval office and his significant opposition to us all opposing his relationship with Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, if we take a step out of the emotion from it and go back down the line of where you were thinking, you kind of said it as a comment in the car, but as I really start thinking, looking at it, they are positioning themselves to be considered as a first family. Mm -hmm. He'd be a black president. The culture knows him. Asian, white, Latino, now getting to middle America and the evangelical and her with prison reform. It's kind of scary because you can look at Melania who's been in porn mm. and say, oh, Kim Kardashian could never. Melania Trump's done porn. Porn. And the bitch ain't even born on. In this if you, country. If you dig up all the soil Lavinia. on the ground, the bitch wasn't in it, the soil here. In his interviews, he 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 key, he he really highlights certain things that he wants you to know. He kept talking about, you know, me and Kim being here five years, five years, five years. So if you're running in the next the next six years, that's almost a t- like he makes sure he holds on to She'll things. She'll be an attorney by then. Exactly. It's a lot of things. If you watch these interviews that he highlights and you'll be like, OK, I'm starting to see what's up. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> Chris Jenner would throw an amazing Thanksgiving party at the White House. Though. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. OK, on that note, I was surprised. That, um, anyway. OK, so uh, we want to pay respects to a, a passing legend. Yeah. Um, actor John Witherspoon. John, this John, hurts. John. This really does hurt. He passed away last night um, at the age of 77. Um, 
uh, in a statement released uh, to, by his team to Deadline, they said, is with the deepest sorrow that we can confirm our beloved husband and father, John Witherspoon, one of the hardest working men in show business, died today at his home in Sherman Oaks at the age of 77. And he is survived by his wife, Angela, his sons, J.D., Alexander, and a very large family. We are all in shock. Please give us a minute, um, you know, a uh, moment for, for in privacy, and we will celebrate his life and his work together. Um, you know who's on my Facebook page is Kathleen Brady or Kathleen Brady or Bradley who was Miss Parker. Yeah, hey. Bradley. Yeah, so she's like always on my Facebook encouraging me to keep going. But still look good? She still looks amazing. She looks, she's beautiful. We should bring her on the show. I bring Miss Parker. Okay, so I will, I'll reach out to her today, but I will say uh, she posted a photo of her and him from back in the Friday yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. And when you, and you know, when his picture popped up on the Instagram that he had passed, of course, on Hollywood Unlocked, it just takes you back to all those amazing movies that he did over the years. And I will so never many. forget Classic him boring. saying, like, you got to coordinate, yeah. you know? Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or him oh taking a shit in the bathroom yeah. and Ice Cube walking in. <laughs> I smelled your shit all these years. You can smell my shit for five minutes. But anyway, well, apparently he had multiple comedy dates scheduled for the rest of the year. Oh. He was not slowing down. So he is definitely somebody that's going to be missed. Um, for those of you who might not be in the know, might be too young to know, please go watch Friday if you've never watched it. Uh, it was a lot. Or the Wayans Brothers. Or the Wayans Brothers. Yeah, He's I the next the Friday. Um, he he was uh, the voice of Gramps in the Boondocks. Please try and find this. This is, this is, this is. Legend, the, man. Yeah, he is a legend. It's he absolutely sad. is. And it's really, really sad sad that it's sad uh, but that it's also a celebration in the same way because like such a great actor say, yeah. such a great comedian man you know Long live John with a spoon. Yeah. So Chelsea Clinton is in the news. Apparently she didn't piss off the Beehive and everybody else at Beyonce's house. Well, the funny thing is, is her pissing off the Beehive, she was actually, her comments had to do with supporting supporting Beyonce. So uh, in a new interview with The Cut, um, she talked about giving birth to her first child. And while speaking on the topic of motherhood, um, she was, uh, when she was pregnant with her third child back mm -hmm. in uh, August, she recalled watching Beyonce's homecoming with her husband, Mark. As was I. Well, everybody was. Yep. Uh, in the movie, Beyonce is seen FaceTiming Jay-Z, talking about how she can fit into her costume after giving birth to her twins and going extremely hard in the gym. Now, Beyonce let it, you know, she'd got, gotten up to 216 pounds like or something. She was more than that. With, she, yeah. She ate like an apple no, after the a birth, day. After the birth of her <laughs> like twins, nothing. I believe that she was around the 216-pound mark. After she Crazy. gave birth. After she oh, yeah, gave I'm birth. I'm saying her, her being pregnant, she was that probably higher than that. Oh, of, she's yeah. carrying two, ba two yeah. babes, yeah. Yeah, so 216 pounds. So she had an extreme, she had a, quite a bit of weight to lose in order to be able to perform at the level of which she performs for homecoming. So she, Beyonce sets, we set standards for ourselves, and then Beyonce sets a standard. Like and a it's, real standard. Like, like it's, it's through it's the happening. roof. You None of the, us. You know those braces that say, what would Jesus do? Yeah, I mean, what you, would Beyonce do? That, you just, I took the J off and made a B because I literally would post on my Facebook that, if you complain about work or you complain about whatever you're building, this girl has the same, we got the same 24 hours. Yeah. But I won't lie, when I watched the video, yeah. there were a couple things that went through my head. Number one, you are fucking Beyonce. Why do you need any nigga's approval or adulation? That's, want, hold, on, hold on, that was number one. Okay. Because he the one made you heavy anyway. That's, that's number one. He made you. Number two, because you're Beyonce. Number two, it was very humanizing to see her in that moment of being vulnerable. Mm. And I don't ever want to see her like that. Well, Why? she because, wanted, that's what she wanted. Because when I went to see her at Coachella and she came out with those booty shorts on, I looked at my friend and I go, uh-uh, don't do it. I'm just going to say what I said for the sake of the show. Okay. 
Now, I love Beyonce more than anybody watching, so please reserve all your little bees. Stick the bees up your asshole, okay? She came out, and she looked a little chunky. And I was just like, uh-uh. She started to look human, because I've met her several times. You've met her. Have you mm-hmm. met Beyonce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't look human. She looks like a fucking... The, I think she looks very the human. The door opens, and she, like, glides in. Mm-hmm. I feel like she looks, like, really human to me. I well, feel she, like she looks like somebody, like, you would want to... To me, that's just well. She was starting to look like somebody's auntie on that. On the what's uh, wrong with that? I there like that some, makes I'm gonna relatable. tell you what's wrong. No, we don't want to relate to her. We want you to be that alien that pops out for two hours and goes away and we never see. That's what we want her to be, <sighs> or we want her to come to the show. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Jay Z seemed pretty happy for her, but apparently he didn't show enough excitement for his wife, according to Clinton. Uh, she says, "I said to Mark, if that's ever me, you better have more enthusiasm. It wasn't the I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. That I arguably think any woman deserves, particularly someone who's con- clearly worked herself, her body, her mind, her heart, her soul, and spirit to get to that place." And she went on to say, um, "I was like, I bet every woman watching this has this sense of she deserves more enthusiasm." And Mark was like, "I." got it can we go back to watching it please we've talked about it for three minutes have you ever wondered how do the smartest marketers cut through the noise i'm bob pittman chairman and ceo of iHeartMedia, and welcome to math and magic stories from the frontiers of marketing we went from fortune 13 to fortune 7 in two years you have no idea how incredibly empowering that was it was one of the best decisions i ever made Listen and subscribe to Math & Magic on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Here at iHeart, we know that if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. In fact, that's the problem that NetSuite by Oracle has set out to solve. It's time to quit flying blind and unlock growth for your business with NetSuite. Schedule your free demo right now and receive your free guide, 7 Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Go to netsuite.com slash math. That's netsuite.com slash math. For three three times in the last 90 seconds. And um, look, to answer your question about Beyonce, Mm -hmm. at her heart, even though she is aware of the powerhouse that she is, She's a Southern girl. You know, she's the same woman that came up with the song Cater to You. Like that, from what I understand from industry insiders, she really is like that. Mm. She is a homemaker. Like she is like Cater to My Husband. She cares about Jay-Z's opinion because that's the man she's married to. She wants to feel like she is desirable. I get it. I get it. But she also rolls over and looks at her Wells Fargo bank account app and knows who the fuck she is. And I'll tell you, there was the day at that party Years ago at Ty Hunter's birthday party, when I was uh, I wasn't dancing in the Soul Train line, and she came and she elbowed me and said, "Why aren't you dancing?" And I said, "Bitch, if you and, and this is gay Jason talking, not mm-hmm. nigga that you may not know is gay, but y'all know I'm gay." Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, you say that I will fall out. Don't talk to me. And she went and got a tray of Patron shots, and was we were all taking. She was taking shots of Patron. I remember thinking like. Beyonce drinks Patron. I, I really look at her as. <laughs> but did you? What? But how about the part where Beyonce went and got the tray? No, but she. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When, when when Beyonce went to go pick up the tray, and this is crazy in love, Beyonce. So mm-hmm. she had just 2004 or whatever. When she put the tray around and then took a shot, I remember at the time I had a sidekick, you know, the mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. And I went and sent a blast out to all my AIM friends saying, mm-hmm. Beyonce and I just took a shot of Patron. Oh my God. Yeah, because she was Beyonce that whole night until her song came on, and then she jumped and flipped and twirled and was on the ground. But my point is, I don't ever want to see her. 
mm-hmm. like that. So I, I and after the uh, elevator incident, after Solange tried to kick some sense into Jay, he's supposed to be excited every time she opened her eyes. Yo, it's true. I remember seeing that part in the documentary, and I was like, "Yo, Jay, a wild boy, man." He was like, "Yeah." It was just like his reaction. We can't sit because no. First of all, we don't know what Jay was doing when he got called. Nobody really knows. This is how it was edited. But I do remember looking at that one part like. Jay Wild for that, like, like for not showing more enthusiasm. I can't. I don't know how Jay shows his enthusiasm. That could be a lot of enthusiasm for Jay Z. We don't know, but I do remember going to myself like, uh, we all know the boy loves the girl. That's what I'm I mean, saying. They, and they love each other. If you ever see them together, like nobody else matters in their world. I will say that. Casanova just said that. He was like, once Beyonce come. Jay Z's done with you. Well, I want to say I, I hope on. that Beyonce somehow finds this video. Somebody sends it to her. We love you here at Hollywood Unlocked. We know you're probably never coming on the show, but you know, if whatever day, one day you're driving by, going to Goodwill or something, and you have nothing to do, <laughs> just come up and talk to us. Uh, okay. Well, apparently the Beehive is gone. Is you know, come for Chelsea. And Chelsea. Next. And, and Chel- Chelsea. How did your mama? How did your mammy look at your daddy when he was getting his dick sucked by the blue dress girl? That's how about what? that? That's a whole other story. No, I'm just what? saying. <laughs> how how'd your mammy? But wait, your this... mammy. How your mammy look at your daddy? They from Arkansas. She had a mammy. I'm confused. Shit. Chelsea went. Bill Clinton. You weren't that young. Bill Clinton was getting his dick sucked in the White House by the girl Monica Lewinsky. And Monica Lewinsky didn't. She didn't swallow. She spit out. That's another thing. You bitches not finishing the job. That's why y'all losing y'all bit y'all niggas to to us. But 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 the point is that she spit out all on her dress. She told that that uh, Linda Tripp did look like a transsexual. Mm. Didn't she? She's still alive, so she know what she looked like. She Google had a her. lot of surgery after that. She kind of looks like Lisa Lampanelli. How she used to look. How she used to look. Not anymore. She got a lot of surgery. But anyways, I'm confused. The beehive's coming for Chelsea's head. I'm like, but she was in support of Beyonce. But I guess it's... I don't know. The moral of the story. Moral of the story is is don't talk about the two of them. And the moral of the story is next time swallow and don't spit on the dress because then you're going to grow up. That is so not the moral of the story. Yes, because your kids will grow up with issues and go attack the queen of hip hop and R and B. Queen of. What is she the queen of? Hip hop and R&B. She's just the queen. Okay. okay. Well, at least she got pretty toes. All right. So R. Kelly's back in the news. And, uh, speaking of toes. His spe- yeah, speaking of toes. Uh, he's back in the news because he missed a court date due to an infected toenail. Ugly foot. Man, this is interesting. All right. Well, he's got more problems because he's missed his court appearance at the Chicago Federal Courtroom today be, uh, for his child pornography trial due to a nasty toe infection. Nasty nigga. Uh <laughs> Apparently, uh, Kelly's toe infection is so bad that he had to get the nail removed. This is disgusting, honestly. Kelvin, thank you. Know. The, stand- the yeah. nigga has a dirty toe. He can't read his Bible. He can't play cards because he's by walk. himself. He can't pee on nobody because he's by himself. The nigga probably, I mean, he, he, he kill yourself already. What's next? He's fucked up. He's walking in a boot, and he didn't want to come to court because of the process. When you're handcuffed to other offenders, uh, other inmates, and so forth, someone could step on your toe. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's stepping on his toes in there? I don't. I don't know. Probably uh, uh, Sparkle. Don't drop the soap, motherfucker. Don't drop the soap. He might want to drop it, though. He might. I don't know. I don't know his sexual... Y'all gonna stop disrespecting him. I was gonna say, I don't know his sexual proclivities, but that's a lie. Y'all gonna stop. Y'all gonna put some respect on R. Kelly's toe. Never. Anyway. R. Kelly, we wish you well. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Never mind. (laughs) All right. Okay, and we got another boss in here, Kay Carter. Kay Carter. Mm -hmm. From Sacramento. I mean, that's my neighborhood. (laughs) I mean, I spent a lot of time actually on F and uh, F and 17th Street. 
Okay. Downtown oh, Sacramento. Like he was getting it in over there in F Street. I was working for the union. It was <laughs> not that exciting. Um, okay, so welcome to the show. So we've been having entrepreneurs here coming on, sharing more about what they've been doing in uh, the business of building a business. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, you're also a successful podcaster, so you know what we do. So this ain't nothing new to you. Mm -hmm. So welcome to the show. Um, Kay Carter, tell people about yourself. So I am a 24-year-old entrepreneur who decided that I wanted to only work for myself and that I wanted to build my own brand and business. And that's exactly what I did. And where I'm taking my businesses is I want to show other young you know, entrepreneurs that they can do the same thing or people who are looking to start a business that they can do the same thing. And that's the whole reason for the Lady Boss podcast is to show women that they can be bosses. Anyone can be a boss. But like, I just think it's an important thing. And that's what I want to show the world. Mm -hmm. So you're 24 years old. Um I didn't start this podcast. We didn't start this mm -hmm. podcast when we were 24 years no, old. No, we did not. How For people <laughs> who are out there listening and say, oh, I want to start a podcast yeah. tomorrow. Like, it's a grind. You have a podcast. Yeah. And you yeah. have a we mm -hmm. have podcast. Yeah. Tell people your journey, like starting the podcast. How was it hard? Was it easy? What did you have to do to get it going? Um, To be honest, it was, Uh, it's all with your mindset. I just feel like when you think you want to do something, if you have that, um, you know, that idea that you want to do it, just do it. Because at the end of the day, like if you keep pondering on it like I'm gonna do it and then you never you end up not doing it I just say just start just do it and that's so hard because not everybody thinks oh I could just start you know I need the equipment I need that and this but I literally started my podcast off my phone anchor fm like that's literally how I started and then now you know it's bigger and I'm doing more but I started literally just off my phone making episodes and I just uh, what I first you know, first thing is you have to have an outlet. You have to have like um, what you want to do, what your goal is. You got to be motivated by something. And for me, I was just so motivated by showing other people they can do it and like empowering other women to start their businesses because entrepreneurship is how you get the the real freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, walk us through what does your net everyday life look like? Like when you wake up, like... When people say entrepreneurs and like I work for myself, they yeah. feel like it's not a lot of work going into it. Oh my God. It looks like la la yeah. land. Like, oh, you Break work for yourself. For Have fun. Oh no, that is not. Uh, when I when I actually quit my full-time job that I was working, I realized that entrepreneurship is way harder than having <laughs> a full-time job because it's like when you go to work, you know you're going for a paycheck. Like you know that you don't really have to put that much effort. No, when you're running an actual company well, and, and a you know where you're going to get off too. Exactly. It's like business, you really never stop. I have two phones and I literally had to make it that way because it's like when business is done, I didn't know how to get off my phone. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just feel like when I wake up, my everyday routine is I meditate. I meditate. I pray. I get myself together. I, you know, pretty much, you know, um, get my mind right because you have to get your mind right, especially if you're dealing with customers, if you're going to be on the radio, if you're going to be on the air, you just have to get yourself right because if you're not right, you really can't do anything. So I meditate. I check my emails and then I get straight into it. And then like, I'm literally going all day. And then I used to like go all day. I'm talking about working. That's before I understood to stop. Like I need me time. So now I never got that memo. <laughs> He's well, I did, I did the whole I'm going to stop at 8 p.m. thing. Mm -hmm. but, if you don't go to, but if you don't go to bed at midnight, that's four years. to my, exactly. Four years, four my hours. My staff is laughing at me because I'd be on their ass until we post on Instagram until 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'd be on them till 12.01. Mm -hmm. I may roll over, go to sleep at 11. I'll roll over at 12.01 and send a message. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't. I, I can't stop. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just think it's really important to know when to stop because then you're going to, it's not going to be a passion anymore. Then you feel like you're just working, working, working. I still want to always love what I do because it's like, how can I tell others love being an entrepreneur when I'm like at my dead end, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I just feel like you have to know when to stop. What was what was the the full-time job you were working when you finally were like, no, this is, this, wow. this, is, this nine to five shit is not for me. I had a really good job. Like I think the best job that I ever got in my life, I became an executive assistant to the VP of Golden Gate University in the Bay Area. So I was working as an executive assistant and I one day went to my boss like, hey, like I did it. My business just started flowing like orders was coming in like crazy. And I like I seen numbers to the point where I was able to not work. A and this is MK job. Essentials. That was in D.C. Okay, my so, hair business. So tell me. So let's talk Ooh, about talk that about because about she's been talking about uh, <laughs> dabbling in that. Right. Yeah. In the hair, hair, hair industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so, natural, but natural hair uh, products. Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, not me. I have a large female following. Mm -hmm. I will sell hair if you give me the recipe. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think you should. It's I, a billion dollar business. Yeah. Like, man, that's like the trap though. The hair it, it company is. is not easy. Um, you know what? I started when I was twenty years old, and that came from I started my the NDC. I started when I was twenty years old, and that's when I just was like, look, like I I know working was not for me. I just knew that going to work every day wasn't for me, and I so I just always had this mindset that you're here to do something different. Mm -hmm. So I got into hair business because it's like, I always liked beauty. I always like makeup and stuff like that. And I was kind of like doing hair outside of my home and having girls come to my house. I'm like, okay, this is no way to live. So then I was like, why don't I just sell it? So I began to like, you know, I had this little, this ugly website that I had just built off by myself mm -hmm. on my phone and it started selling hair, but it wasn't doing as much as I'm doing now. But I just kept with it. I never gave up. Mm -hmm. And my hair business was a hustle first. Mm -hmm. It was like my side piece. It was where my side Hilarious. money was coming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and all of a sudden this last summer it just boomed Boom. it's like out of the like out of the blue i think my my following went up my hair business started to go crazy and I was starting to get more customers and myself out there. And I just think that it's just, just don't give up on your dreams. Cause I seen something so small go so huge. All right, y'all it's time for another Hollywood hooker. Yes, right? it is. So recently we've been having a spree of young entrepreneurs come on Hollywood a lot. Yep. And I like to talk to them off, you know, outside of the, the mics and the cameras just to pick their brain a little bit and learn some things and i'm telling you everybody's talking about stamps.com mm -hmm. now if you're confused on what stamps.com is because i was too what stamps.com is anything you can do at the post office you can do on this website all right it eliminates any trips to the post office and you can save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. I like saving money. And you know what? I always have a hard time at the post office. I'm the guy that asks a lot of annoying questions and I hold up the line. So I'm starting to take a liking to stamps.com. So stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. You see that right there? Yeah. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending out thousands of packages a day, stamps.com can handle this all with ease, okay? I think I'm gonna set up an account today. It's just that simple, okay? With stamps.com, you get five cents off of every first class. Stamps, that's up to 40% off priority mail, and that's clutch right there. And stamps.com, of course, is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder why over 700,000 small businesses are already using stamps.com. Guess what I'm doing? What you doing? I'm setting up a stamps.com account right <laughs> I know now you are because you're smart. So don't spend <laughs> a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Don't be stuck in that line or the traffic getting there. Sign up for stamps.com instead. 
There's no risk with my promo code UNLOCKED. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, okay? No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in UNLOCKED, okay? Stamps.com, enter UNLOCKED. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. And that's your Hollywood hookup, folks. What's the, what's the name of the hair care business? Just so people can hear the that. Oh, it, it's Nawana Dania Collection. Okay. So, yes. And how long was you doing it before it blew up? You said this past summer? I was doing it for three years. Wow. Three years. And I started at 20. Hey, and so, so crazy. It is young, right young there. Young people nowadays will quit on the one and a half years. Like, no, no. You think it's month pop two. right away? True. They will quit. Um, I was coaching. So, I coach women as well on the side of my podcast hustle. And they pretty much were telling me, like, yeah, you know, I want to quit. I don't want to. I get girls all the time. Like, they barely started and they want to quit. And then they see me and they're like, okay, I can do it. But then it's like, it's just like, if this is really your passion and if you really believe you're going somewhere, you're not going to give up. And okay, so first of all, I have to ask you, who does your makeup? Because your makeup is, your beat this Thank morning. Thank you. Yeah. So I got my makeup done by a professional hustle okay. mentality on Instagram. She's amazing. She came to say, the hotel. If you're doing your own makeup, you better break out into beauty too. <laughs> that shit is moving like crap now. Make beauty. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's actually my next hustle is I want to open my own makeup brand. I want my own makeup brand. So that's something I'm currently, you know, looking in the labs and I want like actual, not drop shipping, like my own brand. So that's next. Now you're violating one of the core rules that I say in business that I feel like you need to be successful because you came here with a beautiful boyfriend. You have a relationship, mm -hmm. a business that's thriving. You're young. I believe one has to be single and and just selfish with their time. I, I believe he's her fiance. fiance. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Talk she about that ring up. <laughs> Y'all could be girlfriends if you want. Okay, excuse me, fiance. But I mean, to some people just believe you can't have it all right away. That's not true. I think and the millennials are kind of getting the memo ahead of their older counterparts that you know all this cheating and all this you know just like side piece stuff is is for the birds it's like let's get money together but wh but where did you but where did you get the belief that you can have it all right away well, uh, I always, I feel like when you want something, you write it down, you manifest it, and it's going to come to you. And it's like, I was in really bad relationships when I first started everything. And I realized that the person you're with really makes or break where you go and your mindset and how you are. And the person I got literally feeds that great entrepreneur energy into me. And he motivated me. And I knew that was something different because, yes, you're right. You can't do it if you are have a partner who's not going to motivate you, influencing you. It's also not on the same mindset as you. I actually got someone who had the same mindset as me also an entrepreneur that wanted to do the same thing so I think I got lucky there but yes you know you do need to focus because if you have someone who's not as motivated as you are you're not going to go that far because your partner makes a difference mm -hmm. so MK Essentials what is that business that is actually our joint business me and my fiance and okay. we it's like a department store online and we sell like beauty products uh traveling products uh baby stuff like and it's literally all cheap stuff like the lowest is like $20 and it makes a lot it's a Shopify you have any, it's you have drop any, shipping. You, drop yeah. shipping. You don't yeah. have inventory, right? No, so, drop shipping. Yeah, and you just so it's a business that's built up of all these things they can buy, yeah. but you don't have to pay for any. But you're so curating. It's like, so it's a, you're it's curating. a it's young black Amazon. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And the, the goal is for that to become a big department store. That is when we started that. That's something that we thought um, we've always talked about having a department store. And I think it starts here with our e-commerce and making that big like versus my hair salon, my hair store. I don't really want to take that to a salon or storefront. Mm -hmm. I like it online and I want to keep it there. Mm. I want to talk about the focus side of things. Right. Because we talk about being an entrepreneur. 
Now you're not working for somebody. You have a free day. And a lot of people are not good at scheduling that day, whereas that hurts them in becoming entrepreneurs or successful at anything. How, what is the method you use to schedule your day and how do you stick to it? Um, I've always been like this, even when I worked a normal job, is I just prioritize. Like in my head, because I'm an owner now, like you you have to know what's important and what's not important. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I wake up and That's I'm the most important thing. I have to take care of myself if I'm able to take care, care of everybody else and everything else. So I wake up, I prioritize myself with myself first, get me right. And then I pretty much start my day from the most busiest thing, hectic thing that I have to deal with, you know, and I you know pretty much know that from the night before. And then I do, I, you know, do the least important, but I also, um, I have a journal. I put everything in my journal, I, you know, calendar. I'm, I'm very organized with my calendar and I know exactly like when things got to be done. And I kind of, like I said, like I have to know when to stop. So like, I always give myself, okay, this is done. Business is over. I also have an assistant. So my assistant does a lot of things for me as well because when I first started I was doing everything on my own shipping orders out and it was crazy until I hired me assistant and my assistant really took the load off of me okay so you're a business coach what do you want women to learn from you and then where can they find you so what I want women to learn from me is that it doesn't matter whether you're old, you're young, you know, mid-age, you can do it. It's like if you have a dream, just always follow that because that's really what's going to take you far. I just feel like never and never allow people to tell you like your dreams are impossible or they're crazy because I had people doing the same thing. And I would have never thought that I would be as far as I am. I knew that I was going to get somewhere, but I didn't know I was going to get here. And I just feel like if you have a dream, just never give up on that because it's possible. Well, the people that are telling you not to do it, I mean, because I remember the first time I decided to do TV. I had real respectable people saying, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." Mm. Yes. And and it was yes. one person that said, "Man, that door open, you better go do it." They yes. said the three type of people that will tell you not to do it are a people who are so rich they don't need to do it, yep. or two people that don't want to see you do it, yep. or three people that don't have the talent to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Very true. And I was able to focus. And so, I mean, congratulations on all your success and coming out of Sacramento. Are you from Rancho Cordova, Sacramento, Del Paso? I mean, because there's a... Did you come from like a rough upbringing or a rough community? So I would say I didn't really come up from a rough community, but I did have a very hard childhood. Uh, my mom went to prison when I was 10 years old and my dad was an alcoholic as a kid and mm. I was raised by my grandmother. So that's really where I got all my wiseness from and just being a great woman and wanting to do things for myself is I just watched what my parents did and I wanted to do things different. Wow. You know, so that is what really molded me. Like I just watched other people in my family make different decisions. I was like, no, like my life got to be different. And so it's like everything I did was from my childhood and I want to give my children something way different you know in Mm. life wow that's an amazing perspective a lot of people would use those kinds of experiences as a crutch to support Excuse. you know ex- yeah the excuses mm-hmm. for not being able to and I have get that. ahead in life yeah you know i had family members that used the, as a crutch or friends that i've seen use you know their crutch and i was like i i'm not that and i don't want to do that like i know there's more like god put me here for a reason you know i always believe that so i just feel like you know it doesn't matter where you're from how you were raised where you came from like it's possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, that's a testimony. Uh, we're going to put up all your information for people to follow you. And I'm going to have to go listen to this Lady Boss podcast to see it's what you're Apple. telling all these women. <laughs> you know, but it's good to see, you know, more black women, uh, women of color, especially coming out of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not that's not a city where there's a lot of entertainment happening. But if you could force your way into it, that's and great. I, and I actually moved out of Sacramento because I feel like if you really want to grow, you got to move away from your hometown. So I'm in hey. the Bay Area now, and right. that's where I reside. What part? I'm, I'm, I'm in Antioch. Okay. So I, first I was in, um, like, Concord area so now i'm in antioch but i love the bay area and that's where i was able to like really like 
get myself, you know, ready for entrepreneurship. Cause it's like, I just feel like your hometown is great, but you don't really grow there. You have to get out. So. I'm still close enough to go home and for, and, and a 45 minute yeah, you flight. You ain't go that exactly. far. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, you said you was in DC though, right? DC. Did she say DC? No, no, no. no that's the company name. Oh, NDC. oh, oh. I thought she, okay. NDC. That's yeah. what I'm like. You was NDC. What you went to Howard? Okay, no. Well, congratulations on all your success and definitely keep us posted. Uh, and I'm going to go look into getting some hair. I'm going I'm to I'm start slinging weaves. That's For real. New, yeah, I, can like make, I can make funny videos adjusting lace fronts and all types yes. of stuff, right? Damn. But people already think you're wearing a lace front. Well, Wendy, <laughs> Wendy Williams has already set the record straight. Thank you, Wendy. But for now, Melissa, you're hating ass. We out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs> if you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. It's got an all-star cast, great action, and looks funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. McConaughey plays a weed kingpin trying to cash in and get out of the game. He puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Go see the gentleman in theaters everywhere, January 24th.